Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. It's me and George again. We're here for an update. I hope you've missed us. We uh, we were going to record earlier in the week, weren't we, George? We were. Um, but I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, Some sure. difficulties on my end of things. For saying that, we were meant to record at half six. It's now uh, <laughs> six minutes past seven, so we're hey, five I have a legitimate excuse. I have a legitimate <laughs> excuse. <laughs> I have a, a timing excuse. Yeah, the other day. Lost, you lost track of it. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, as always, we're going to give you a little bit of an update as to, well, primarily, I think, talking about the prep, um, but also talking about where George is at, um, just coming out of this very successful mini cut he's done. So, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, g- give us a little bit of an insight into the last, last sort of week and a half, mate. Has anything interesting happened? Probably touch on the fact that you've gotten back in the gym i know that you said at the start like you weren't sure whether you're actually going to go back or not but you're in there now so give us a little mm. bit of your uh, your thought process on that so a lot of, believe it or not people have messaged me why have you changed your mind and stuff like that well i went to an outdoor gym last week and it was just so much better than training at home and i was just mm. like fuck this i'm gonna go back when it opens so i thought let's leave for the weekend because i know it'll be super super busy and then afterwards, um, I'll go back on the, the Monday. And so far, so good. Um, you told me, obviously, to drop down and do an intra week yeah. where I just do my top set. But I, you know me. I can't do that. And uh, I sort of did that last week where I was really sensible with what I did volume-wise. Um, yeah. So I kind of treated that as my intra week. And now I thought, fuck it. I'm ready to go. And uh, I've been fully back into the swing of things, just be very mindful of what I've been doing, resetting a few movements, stuff like that. And I'm quite surprised with obviously the lack of equipment I've or lack of everything over this five month period. I've been quite happy with how um, I've been able to hold majority of my strength, to be fair, on, on some movements, which is good. Just relearning some other moon patterns as well, that type of shit. Mm. But I know I'll be back up and surpassing that in a in a month or so time, which is great. So uh yeah, at the moment it's going well, enjoying it. A little bit sore though, like my legs. You know, when after I woke up this morning, like, yeah, fine. But just throughout this day, it's just got progressively worse. Yeah. And now I sit and I'm like, oh, fuck my hamstrings or my quads or something like that yeah. is killing. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm going to be sore in the morning for sure. You meant- Did arms today. You mentioned, about, like, you mentioned about strength, mate. Like, what, what specific things were like in a good spot and what things were maybe in a bad spot in terms of strength? So my squatting was, was pretty good. I think because obviously I've done a lot of barbell back squatting um, in this period of time. It's actually been able to hold quite nicely. Like my barbell back squat is the best it's ever been. Yeah. Like when I went to outdoor gym, I did like 140 for, I think it was like a set of 12 or 13 which I've never done before I remember when I was trying to get up to 140 um, in December last year and I couldn't even get it um, yeah I remember that but now it's up it's up to easy 12 and it's quite of a breeze um, that held quite nicely incline dumbbell pressing was was okay for me I don't know usually do pressing um, but obviously I've been focused on those fucking big old 20 plates that I've been pressing at home that's actually improved um, ever so slightly but like I said to you this morning just noticed that I'm just fatiguing quicker, toward, especially on the isolation stuff, which I haven't done for a while. Yeah. Um, just fatiguing way quicker than what I have been uh, originally. But most of things, 
most things have, have stuck around, you know. Um, leg extension stronger, no idea how, because the leg extension I might have shit. Um, hamstring curl, a little bit off, I would say, but I'm very confident. It's, it's literally, like, I'm literally 2.3 kilos off what I was doing and like two reps. So it's nothing minor. And remember, I'm we're in lockdown, before lockdown, I was like 170 pounds, 171 pounds, something like that. And now 157, 158. So hmm. like good 16, 17 pounds down and still just as strong. So in my view, it's just progression. It's only going to go back up. Um, hmm. So yeah, other than that, I weighed in a new low this morning, uh, which I, I just knew was going to happen. As soon as I start reversing food up, happens to me every single time and I can just judge it. Like when I, the, the night before I look at myself in the mirror, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to be leaner in the morning. Step on the scales, leaner. Um, so obviously we introduced more food and uh, yeah, see how that goes. And hopefully my scale weight will start bumping up a bit, but feeling good, like feeling really good in the gym, like going through that phase in the moment where obviously calories are higher, but I'm fucking looking at myself like today when I was training arms, I'm like, yeah, I feel fucking good here. I feel pumped, full. Um, so yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be really, really good. And obviously as you gain a little bit more body fat, stay in a surplus for longer, you never respond as well as what you would do initially. But yeah, man, all good. Same shit. Good. Fantastic. Yourself? Yeah. So my last week and a half, um, it's been pretty solid to be honest in terms of training nutrition side of things. It's been going very efficiently. So I had like the weeks before we did the last one, I had some pretty aggressive drops. Um, so I was just, I think I discussed it in the last one, how I wanted to sort of control those a little bit more. And I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that I have in the sense that I've dropped over the last couple of weeks more in line with uh, about 0 0.7, 0 0.8 pounds a week. I think I had a one pound week and a 0 0.6 week. So like they averaged out to sort of like just below a pound each, which is perfect at this stage. I don't want to be losing any more really than like 1.1, 1.2 pounds on average per week. Mm. Just need to slow down the rate of loss so that can really do everything to prioritize, you know, tissue retention essentially. Um, and that revolves around, of course, performance, but also, you know, is definitely influenced by how quickly I lose weight. So I'm just keeping an eye on that and making sure that if I need to refeed or do refeed, I had a pretty big drop this morning. Um, and also it came to the end of our, our deload, which was quite recent. We only did that four or five days ago. Um, and we decided to me and Cuba to run uh, lower volume instead of doing days off. So we did four sessions total, a reduced volume. So we went down to just one, like literally everything apart from, side laterals and biceps and triceps we went down to just one one working set and to be honest that was can i ask a question about that yeah yeah go for it mate absolutely because i noticed in either one of the train by jp videos or it was kuba's um youtube video he was speaking about doing like one day on one day off one day on one day off yeah uh, um why did you change to the sessions instead of what you was previously going to previously going to do i think maybe unless cuba explained that in a weird way or the wrong way i think what we were planning i think what we were planning to do was do one on one off um as an approach to training post competition so i think oh, that, okay. that that was probably the context in which he was describing it because during this prep, we're still going to stick with the 
push, pull, off, legs off. Like, we won't change that, I don't think, at all. Um, the only thing that's actually changed in my split over the last, like, four weeks or so has been removing the arm day because on, on the rest days, like today was, was rest and I would normally be doing arms today. I just need, I just need the day just to be at home, um, basically do nothing apart from just work, go on walks and sort of relax and switch off. So I previously have it like even just having to go to the gym and having to make that, you know, like it is only a 35, 40 minute session, but, having to make that time, make the the intro, make the pre, like taking all that time and like focusing for a session was was pulling away from my recovery from all of the other ones, which are a little bit more important. So I've just put a little bit more volume on my arms on the, the end of push and pull and also at the start of legs. So just do a couple of sets. So it's not it's not as effective as the arm day. Like I think the arm day definitely has its place for sure. I think like you know, for example, when you were following your home split, and you know that just was like a really nice setup for you to be able to just hop in, do an arm day. It wasn't too taxing or anything like that, and it, and it definitely brought up your arms. I think it probably did something for my arms as well, to be honest. Whilst I had it in, because I did have it in for a while, it wasn't like a really short period. Um, so yeah, that's the main thing that's, that's changed there. But yeah, like I said, going back to the D load, we, we decided to do a lower volume because we knew that if we took the days off straight four days, we would spend at least three to four sessions, maybe more just trying to regain that momentum because you know, do you know what it's like? Like when you, when you take the four days off the first, the first like rotations are a, a bit slow um do you agree with that yeah i always see i always see anecdotally with clients that the first kind of rotations are getting back in the swing of things kind of you almost sort of detrain yourself to a certain degree during a deload and then that second week after that deload i just see performance just go up yeah. just up um yeah, yeah i experienced that myself yeah 100 percent. yeah so i think that's what we wanted to avoid and also we wanted to avoid like, getting that really flat deload look um across the physique so like even even me this week i've definitely i look like i look softer across my my upper body well actually to be honest my lower body as well because i find that the like the the inflammation from training actually improves my look like i look better as a result of being a bit inflamed and a bit sore um not like super sore but just enough to create that little bit of like surface level inflammation, um, especially at this point where I'm not like all the way lean, um, but lean enough to see bits. I uh, definitely benefit from from that sort of inflammation and, and the harder training, the higher volume training. Um, but one thing that we did notice like, over the last four sessions, especially, is that we're we're both very very strong, so we still managed to, to obviously drop the fatigue enough to be to see like strength progress or at least be able to make more progress than we maybe would have done if volume stayed the same um because we matched we matched intensity so we didn't change intensity at all it was just literally just going in and doing rock bottom volume so this session that would have been like you know like a leg session like usually maybe three hours yeah um is now two 
and the pool session two and a half hours is now an hour and a half like we went did pool the other day it was like we both said to each other at the end like barely felt like we trained because it was so quick um so that approach i think will be good to do probably once more maybe twice before i compete so i'm 11 weeks out this weekend so if we do another one in like four or five weeks and then another one maybe four or five weeks after that the only thing i i, I don't want to go into a peak week doing one of these things because i i think actually i'll look worse at the end of the peak week with doing the lower volume week i think actually while well, cuba agrees um we both just literally roll in with the same the same setup just the only thing we'll do at the back end of the week is to make sure that leg training's quite far away from getting on stage. And then that's it. Like that, that's literally the only change we'll make. Um, but of course, we'll, you know, maybe we'll change opinions on that and we'll follow some of Jordan's guidance when we get a little bit closer. But I think for now, that's definitely what, what's running through our heads. Um, so yeah, a bit of an interesting sort of last four or five days with training. We are back in normality in terms of volume, uh tomorrow yeah tomorrow with legs we're going up to durham for that so we have two sessions at the moment they're in different gyms we have one at one push day that's at a normanton gym which is about half an hour away and then we have a session at durham which is actually like an hour and a half away from here so it's quite a trek um but i usually just travel while well, travel up to cubas and get a lift with them so i can do a little like little bits in the car and things like that work wise so I don't get too behind. Um, but it's worth it because the the kit they've got at Durham, like they've got literally like all all the old kit that Ant had in, in his old gym. So they've got all the Cybex leg extensions, leg curl, leg press. Like you've probably seen the Cybex session on the site, haven't you? So it's like, yeah, it's what, that's what we do on this session. So every 10 days we'll do that one. Nice. Um, yeah, looks good. It did look really good when I saw the... Uh... The video is quite jealous. Yeah. Do you miss the Cybex hack squat? Like, when's the last time you used the Cybex? Prep last year. Yeah, prep last year. I, I do you miss it. Very upset with that, um, didn't you? Yeah, it used to make... I actually cried a few times over that. Yeah. It used to make me... I've never been so anxious over a movement in my whole entire life. It used to give me... I think next time, if I was to do that movement... I'd probably put, I'd probably reverse band it. Um, yeah. Just for my preference. So I used to, fu- that sticking point of getting out of that hole, I just, it just wasn't good. Um, especially when I was on prep. I don't know about now, it might be a different story, but when I was on prep, I wish I reverse band that fucker because it was just a nightmare. And I was just getting progressively weaker. It was like three and a half plates down to three plates, then down to two and a half. And yeah, it just pissed me right off that did. Yeah, I think we we have the Atlantis back squat in another day and we reverse band that. And it feels mm. it feels really, really good with the reverse band to be honest, because it is that bottom position where when you're lean, you lose a lot of tightness. Even if you're wearing a belt or something and you, you've got that protection, you've got something to brace against. Sometimes it's not enough and you do sort of break down in that in that bottom position. So mm. So yeah, I think I think that's a smart idea for sure, and, and something maybe we'll do towards the end. I know Cuba's got like this big goal of I think getting like a six plate, six or a seven plate Cybex hack. Um, so crazy. 
if if he, if he can tick that off without really fucking up his knee, then that would be great. Um, but mm. his knees, his knees, fucking not, his knees are not good at the moment. Mm. Which is a bit shit. I got a question. Um, obviously, you mentioned that you know your training sessions are like usually on a pool day, which is like two and a half hours. Leg days are three hours. Yeah. One thing I've made a big effort to do, especially when since I've gone back into to the gym, especially at home. I started when I was at home because I found I was spending a leg day like three hours minimum and mostly at home I was just fucking setting up the dumbbells setting up everything it was a nightmare um now you're on prep obviously deep into prep how are you getting on with those, those three hour sessions is it a case of like for me when I was in prep I would drop off so much after like two hours um, and something which I'm doing trying to do now especially in this mini cut phase and just coming out of it is just trying to keep my sessions a lot shorter than three hours because I get past that two hour mark now. I'm just sometimes going through the motions. I can just see myself. Okay. I'm dropping off here massively. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with yourself, how, how are you getting on with these two and a half hour session, three hour sessions? Is it still fine? Or is it something that you're looking to change potentially as you get close to the show or mm. you not really think about it too much? For me at the moment, like considering how low my expenditure is like cardio wise, I see, I see the training session as like my my main sort of cal- calorically burning event of the day. So, as much as I don't want to, I don't want to take away from my ability to, you know, perform across the session. And I want you know it to be consistent. I want to be coming out of the session feeling like I'm not just wasted time doing more sets. You know, like I want every set to be effective. Um, and to be only doing effective volume that I can recover from rather than just jump. So at the moment, I feel like me and Cuba can, can recover from these sessions. I Don't get me wrong, they're very, very hard. They're very difficult. And you do come out of them feeling tired and you will feel tired on rest days. But I know that I can go in in what a day after or the next day or whatever. And I know I can progress uh, or, or at least maintain. You know, I knew I could progress like the start of prep, but right now it's pretty much maintaining. Um, and at the moment, in the moment that that starts to not happen and I can't progress anymore or I can't retain, sorry. And I'm really like, I, and I know that that's because I'm doing too much. And usually you'll have a, you'll have a feeling as to when you're just doing too much. You'll come in and you'll, you'll just know, like the weights just feel off. They feel heavier and you feel like you're not getting as good contractions and just overall, like the session is poor as a result of your poor readiness. So I think that that makes the most sense is just if, if, you know, someone's struggling with their length of their sessions is really sort of take a step back and think, you know, is, is this actually, you know, is the length of this session providing value or is the length of this session actually just causing a detriment? Is it taken away from, from like my ability to, move forward in an off season or my ability to retain muscle during dieting. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'd train for four hours if, if I, if I could, if I had the, the capacity to be able to train for four hours. And I think another thing that, you know, people maybe don't take into perspective is the fact that the length of the session is not as a result of the amount of work. It's as a result of the quality of the work. So the quality of the work is dictated by how long we rest and how long we prepare for each set. So if we take 10 minutes or five minutes between top set and back off on a bent over row or an RDL, then 
that's what's needed to be ready, then that's, that's that. You know, I'm not saying that you should extend your rest periods to a crazy amount to retain numbers because that's not what I'm getting at. But what I'm saying is like, if you need to take a lot of rest because that will create the best setup for you to attack that set on that day, then that's, then that's, that's the, the benefit of, of making the session longer. It's not because you felt like it's a hard one to say because you, you obviously, you know, you could rest for longer and, and as a result of that, you know, progress or retain or whatever. And that might take away from workout density and workout density. You've got to, you've got to actually think how important is workout density. So the amount of total work that you perform within a given time frame. Like how important is that? What real benefit does cramming your session give you? What benefit does finishing it 20 minutes shorter give you? doesn't really give you any benefit, to be honest. It doesn't really give you anything. Um, however, retaining performance definitely does give you benefits. So I would argue always that more rest and more time in the gym for better quality work is always the best option. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I think. I'd agree with that. I think with my compounds and stuff, like for example, if I'm doing like a stiff leg deadlift or even like the Smith squat yesterday, it took me like at least, I'd say at least 20 to 25 minutes to actually get to my top set um, yeah. on that particular movement. And I, re- like, I feel sorry for people that have like these booking slots at the moment going back to the gyms. Like yeah. if you're training for an hour, for me, that's a warm up and literally one exercise that that would be it for me that just absolutely ruined me i mean there there has to be a balance between the two though like i find if i really take my time especially towards the latter stage of the session where i'm doing isolation stuff i think intensity is i want my intensity to be a little bit higher um whereas my, my compound work i'm a little bit okay that's if i take five minutes or even take longer than that between each set I go when I'm ready but I like to keep the intensity high on my isolation stuff and sometimes I've been at a point where I'm just kind of find an excuse to extend my session longer than what it should be if that makes sense so I'm thinking you know what I'll just kind of when I'm doing like a pec fly I'll just wait an extra couple of minutes or I'll go for go to the toilet but take a really slow walk hmm. or something like that I found myself doing that in the past whereas now what I'm just doing and then from, from what what's happened from there is I've just kind of gone I just go through the motions. I've lost that pump. I've lost kind of, for me, that gets to a point of where, okay, this session's pretty much done. Yeah. Um, where what I'm trying to do now is just trying to say, look, I'm just, if my last session last, like my push session the other day was 90 minutes. I've never, I can't remember last time I've done a push session in 90 Fuck minutes. Hell, it's always been that's quick. Jesus. For me, it's, that, that was quick. Um, yeah. And I want to keep it like that. And I felt way better. My yeah. session was my way more productive. I finished. I had a pump. I felt yeah. good. Yeah, I felt like okay, that was done and dust. Whereas when I extend it to two hours plus, that yeah, that's extra a half long. an hour, yeah, hmm, that extra half an hour, I'm just literally okay. I haven't got no pump here. I'm just going through the motions and like tomorrow I've got pull. I'm not doing any hip hinges or anything like that. I want to try and ideally get that done in in ninety minutes mm. um, and kind of get out of there. You know, yeah. I don't have no reason to be in there for any longer. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see just how I. I've been very guilty of spending too long in the gym. Um, so I kind of want to get my head down, train not just more efficiently. Cause I think I could be more efficient with my time instead of me being out for like last time, my, my, my meal before my was like five hours, you know, five, six hours. That's what I used to do. I used to do a Jack Forburn. It was like six hours between my meals. 
um, between my pre and my post. And I don't want to be doing that, you know. So, um, yeah, that's something that I'm going to work on um, this time around going uh, going into the gyms. Mm. But, um, yeah, in terms of, like, your food, has it changed the past couple of weeks or has it stayed pretty static? Or what, what did you do throughout your deload? Did you drop to, like, a perceived maintenance or did you increase to perceived maintenance or did you just run rest day nutrition or mm. how did you how did you approach that or train day nutrition as usual yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned that because I, I didn't really think about it um i didn't really because because obviously we, we were still training obviously the calorie burn is going to be lower through the sessions but i thought if i could keep my calories the same and still lose then i may as well just do that and ultimately like the deload is meant to be a time of you know, recovering and, and bringing down fatigue. So, and food's going to be really helpful with that. So I didn't drop my food. Um, but likewise, I didn't increase it either. I just kept it the same. So training days are still 325 carb, 50 fat, 230 protein. Um, rest days are 275 carb, 50 fat, 210 protein. Um, so, and mate, if I'm honest, I was saying to actually, Jack Richardson in his check-in earlier today um, because he always used to use the phrase like too fucking easy or whatever. Um, I Genuinely, mate, I feel like it is a breeze at the moment. Um, and I don't know whether that's because I'm distracted by other stuff and that that's pulling my focus away and I've not got as much focus on maybe me being hungry because um, there is a lot going on at the moment. And I have got other things that I'm focusing on or at least my attention is dragged towards. Um, so I think this has probably been the, a prep where like, I've not been allowed to focus really on, on how I feel about hunger because I've just not had a conscience for that. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it has been definitely a benefit in some ways because I've just not felt any sort of difficulty towards the prep like whatsoever like so from a pure prep perspective like it's been an absolute breeze um but uh but yeah besides that mate like i don't think i'm going to need to make a, a nutrition adjustment for a good couple of weeks i think i'll be able to drop on these calories because i've set i've set like what i deem now as a deficit and i think throughout the 160s i shouldn't have to change much because it just keeps coming off um obviously if i have a day where you know i eat a little bit later perhaps or usually i'll go up after a rest day what tends to happen to you after rest day you always used to go up didn't you as well after a rest day in, in prep prep sorry oh yeah um yeah i yeah i always used to go up on after yeah. rest day um and used to drop on a train day like mad sometimes yeah 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 that's similar similar to what happens to me like i'll i'll usually go up you know, maybe anywhere between half a pound and a pound after a rest day. And then I'll drop that pound really quickly off and maybe even more after a training day. Um, mm. Just the, the calorie burn, obviously the, the, the perspiration, the sweat, um, the fluid shift, etc., is completely different on both days. So I think there's always going to be an amount of, of scale weight shift when that happens. Um, but but yeah, like I can't complain to be honest, mate. It's been it's been a very sort of straightforward process to get to this level of body composition, and the main things that are left 
in terms of getting more body fat off is going to be my glutes, my hamstrings, obviously a little bit off my quads as well. But um, I'm pretty happy with my, my quad condition at this weight as well, to be honest. Like, I haven't had this amount of um, separation in my quads at this weight like ever. Um, and there's a little bit of glute detail from the side and there's absolutely fuck all from the back. <laughs> there's no hamstring detail from the back. But again, like I think we mentioned it in the, in the last one, but it is going to be a balance of how much body fat can I get off without really starting to ruin the, the shape and the fullness of the upper body. So the next, the next five pounds I think will be quite interesting. So I was 168.2 this morning. And I think I'm just going to get under 160 pounds and then I'll be pretty close. I think stage weight is going to be 158, 159-ish, maybe maybe 157. If worlds go ahead, I think I'll get to like 157, 156. And that'll be, that'll be pretty cool because then that means that I'm a good 10 pounds, if not more. Well, if I'm one five seven, if I'm one five eight, be like twelve, thirteen pounds heavier than than I was as a junior. So that'll be uh, that'll be good because then that will just prove that what I did in the two years worked, and and it's nice that you know it's it's hard in the off season sometimes to to try and quantify your progress. And some mate, honestly, I look back at some of the fucking photos, mate. I didn't realize how soft I was at all. At all, I didn't realize like one bit. I sent some photos to Finn because we uh we both trained with each other around Christmas time, just when I came back from Worlds. And we both went in the toilets and um and took some photos in the, the Ultraflex lighting. And the fucking hell, I look absolutely atrocious, <laughs> like so you'll bad. Send them to me. <laughs> What's that? You'll have to send them to me. I've got yeah, mate. Genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> I'll bump, I'll bump some of them across because I look. I'll, I'll literally buzz you some of them now, so like you can get your reaction on uh, <laughs> on the camera. But mate, honestly, like I look like an absolute pile of dog shit. Um, and the thing is, that I was didn't, I didn't realise it at all, mate. Um, I didn't think that I looked that way. I didn't think that I looked that bad. I always just sort of took photos and thought, oh, actually, no, I don't look too bad at all. Um, probably look all right. You know, keep pushing, try and get to 200. <laughs> to be fair, mate, that was the exact same as me um, in when I finished my prep in, like, I don't know, I think it was about November when I took those photos in my missus' garden. I yeah. go back up now and I think, what the fuck just happened there? It's like your body just goes into this kind of recovery mode where you gain like five pounds, but it looks about 20 pounds and you look yeah. soft as shit, watery, inflamed. It's pretty much where you just go into this kind of recovery <laughs> side of things. <laughs> oh, They look similar to my photos when um, I came to um, Ultraflex last review and we trained yeah. and we took photos in the exact same position. Um, I think it was just just before I got rid of my top knot earlier this year. I just fucking I look at them now. I, just, I look like that. I can't believe it. Like what the fuck, mate? When you next just, come up, yeah. I'll have to take some more. So yeah, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like I, just, I didn't realize at all. I didn't realize how terrible I looked body composition wise. But 
you know, it is what it is. You, you can see that comparison, but yeah. <laughs> I put up at some point. But like yeah, my legs, good. my legs look terrible. Like terrible. It's 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 crazy how in natural bodybuilding. Well, actually, to be fair, in natural bodybuilding, so the thing is, like Cuba's legs in the off season look absolutely insane. So do Jimmy's. Like they have this crazy fullness and sweep, and like they're always getting their legs out at the end of the sessions. So I was like, nah, I'm not. No way. No way. No way, Jose. Like, I only look half decent when I've got body fat off, and that's it. Um, don't know. I think the thing is just down to pure muscle, to be honest. Like, the amount of total muscle they have means that in the off season they still look very, very good, you know, in, in every pose, you know, and, and even in the lower body, which is pretty fucking immense, to be honest. So... Yeah, you just got to battle through these phases. Like, obviously, you look a lot better now than you did eight weeks ago, and that's because you've just gone through a mini cut, you know. And even though you're a bit flat and and you've had to like push a, a you know quite a fast race of loss, but you've come out the other end. And you look mint as a result of it. So, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people that's the issue. They're not willing to like. Yeah. Had a client earlier that you know, told me he's not, not happy with the way he's looking. Um, and he's only been at this body weight for less than three or four weeks. And I told him, mate, I'm st- I'm, you're staying here for as long as you possibly can until we're going to pull back. Get shit. Yeah. Like, visually, you look fucking shit. I told him, you look shit, mate. But I promise you, his performance is just going up. He's telling me, he's sending me over his PBs all the time. I'm saying, we need to ride this out for as long as you can. And that's what I always say, like, Spend less time looking at yourself. Focus yeah. on what you're doing in the gym. And if you can finish at this point and say, yeah, this is the strongest version of myself. I've never done any of these weights before. That, especially if you know how to get lean, which of course we both do, that should outweigh more than what you're looking like. Like I, when I push my body weight up, I look fucking dreadful. Like my, before my 2019 prep, you told me like, I don't I like I don't even lift. I look awful. I've got yeah. a pot belly on me. I don't have any detail at all. Um, no veins in my arm, no veins in my legs. But once you bring it off, you'll be quite surprised with, you do have muscle. Everyone has muscle. Yeah. Um, it's just something that you have to kind of battle with. I'm, I'm like that. I look fucking terrible when I push up. Like next time I push up, I know. Like now I look all right, but give it, you know, another six months where I've been gaining and I've added another, I don't know, 20 pounds from my physique. I look fucking, I just look fucking dreadful. Yeah. I just look dreadful. Dreadful. So it's dreadful. (laughs) Something to look forward to looking dreadful. Hmm. To be fair, on my side of things, I'm excited to, because my highest ever weight that I've been was at university when I was, I think I was 183 pounds. Yeah. I haven't reached that since my uni days, which was probably that, two nearly three years ago now um so one thing i'm going to really try and do this next push-up is i want to and i want to go beyond that 174 pound mark in better in heavier probably same condition but just heavier um and i same as you always think that you have to you know get to new body weights you know especially for yourself you pushed up what one was your highest 195 196 yeah so, um, you know, you have to push the boundaries. Yeah, 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Yeah, I think. 100%. And that, you can't do that in your first push-up like myself. I know 
I, I told myself I want to get to 180 pounds in the same condition. I didn't get there. No. But I know probably next time round or probably the next time round after that, I'll be kind of a similar process to you is what I'm kind of looking at. You know, we're pretty much similar stage weight. Um, and eventually I want to be in the, the 190s. Yeah, I'll look like shit. But what I'm doing in the gym is going to definitely outweigh more than what I look in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'm not well, bothered like- about that. Your log, your logbook will basically tell you how much muscle you're going to come down with in a way, you know, of course there's some people that are like sort of, they stand out because they're people that are really strong, but are not that big, but that's very rare. Um, a lot of people like that don't do bodybuilding focus training. They like, they're more like powerlifters and things like that, that, that end up looking that way. Um, but but yeah, it's um it, it is a harder process. I've literally just had a client who was training at home, and then and and at home he was really really struggling with his appetite, really struggling with his motivation. Like still getting it done. Don't get me wrong, but really struggling with everything and and at his peak body weight as well. And I said to him, look, like just give it a little bit longer until you get back into the gym, um, because you've made some really really good progress during lockdown, even despite you know, having to train at home and, you know, suboptimal circumstances, just give it a little bit of time. So he gave it a little bit of time and then he went back to the gym. And then the first check-in that he had when he come back from a couple of the first sessions was everyone's told me I look huge. Everyone's told me I've, I've, you know, everyone's asking me what pump formula I'm using. I'm like, good. Good. (laughs) Good. He was, um, he was just kind of quite ecstatic about it. It It's really nice to hear. Um, because he's, he's always been a smaller dude, like a smaller guy. And, um, for him to walk into the gym and it is like a bodybuilding gym that he trains at. So it's not just like a commercial one. It's a bodybuilding gym. And for him to walk in there and like have people like pop, like good comments his way. Um, because they're all supportive in there of progress. And it's just really nice to hear. So then he came and checked in and he was like, no, I'm, I'm happy to stay here or push you harder if you want me to. Um, and it just goes to show that like it does it as much as some people don't doesn't think that it makes a difference it does make a difference to have a really good supportive environment because they will lift you up when you're a bit down they will push you harder when you need to be pushed etc and and that's something that i think a lot of people do lack in in some gyms um i mean i know even in your gym that is a little bit more, more commercially like you still have people in there that know who you are and support what you do and um you know they they're not just you know, it's not just a gym where you go and you're like another one of the 900 members in there, um, which I think does make a really good difference. So, um, 100%. 100%. I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to bed, got a mirror obviously in my bedroom, I stand there bollock naked, just relax, and I look at myself, I just think, I've been training for five, six years now, and I look like this. Really? Like... I have so many doubts in my head. I go to bed, just stand there, pop my belly out, just stand with my normal posture slouched over, you know, cock hanging out. And I think, really? But sometimes you go in the gym and go, fuck me, you look good. Like, mm. I had um, not a videographer cock hanging call me today in the gym. No, definitely not. Uh, unless I was in my trunks. I had a yeah. nut for it, fell out. <laughs> uh, but I had my videographer today, um, Matt, he might listen to this. Um, and uh, he just gave me a compliment about my, you know, how my triceps look, my arms look huge, like big. And um, for me today, I, like, I wore a t-shirt in the gym. I, you know me, I never fucking wear a t-shirt in the gym. I know, never, man. ever would I do that. 
Um, so that was a big step for me. And just little things, hearing things like that made me feel a lot better about myself. And I think, hang on, you know, okay, this is rewarding now. Um, I will continue doing what I'm doing. So sometimes we just need that set because, you, you know, your biggest enemy is yourself. Yeah, of times I do that in the mirror. I look at myself and think, fucking hell, look shit. But then sometimes you tell me, actually, George, you look quite good. And I think, oh, okay, cool. Um, if he thinks I'm good, then that's all right sometimes. So, yeah, I agree with that aspect of things. Um, is there anything else prep-wise or anything that's changed in the past two weeks that you need to highlight upon? Um, really? Training is still the same. Nutrition, cardio. Yeah. Yeah. Steps, I should say, not cardio. Yeah. Um, that's that's been one of your biggest game changers is the uh definitely just implementing the steps no cardio um yeah no you no, think you'll no run with that still you think What's you'll that? run with that for the next 11 weeks you think you'll keep running with that for the uh next 11 weeks just steps when i need cardio i'll, I'll put some in if i need it um but i don't think that i will require it to be honest man i think that i can i think that i can get pretty much all the way um, without needing to touch it. And if, 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 if I can, then that would be fantastic because that will just mean that my training can be really, really good. Cause I know the effect that having like Stairmaster in and stuff like that can have on my legs and my leg training performance, etc. So I'll be, um, I'll be pretty keen to try and keep it out for as long as possible. Um, yeah. And just like, I guess in terms of like the prep side of things, like, um, I'm all for sort of being very clear and having clarity with, with people on online in general in terms of just giving like a, a bit of like an accurate representation as to sort of like, you know, what's going on and things like that. So like this, this prep definitely hasn't been like super, super smooth. There's been a lot of things going on that have been things that could have held a lot of people back from wanting to compete or wanting to continue with the diet. So, and, and like not, not all of those things we, we go into detail and podcasts about. So just like, you know, just to make listeners aware that like my life is not perfect. No one's life is perfect. There's lots of things that, that do interrupt and that do cause, cause issues and, and cause sort of bumps in the road. But it's your, you know, it's your choice as to how you, you come across those obstacles, whether you push forwards or whether you let it sort of beat you up and put you off your own goals. So my goals are very important to me. So I'm just going to keep ticking away towards what I want to achieve. And that's the main thing that I can do. That's the main thing that I can focus on. And especially through sort of harder and more difficult periods in life, like bodybuilding for me um, and my business, definitely my business as well. is definitely what, what helps me out a lot. So yeah, I just thought I'd mention that a little bit just because, it's nice to give a little bit of, of clarity. Like life isn't always just a straight line of good stuff. hundred mm, percent. And a lot of people look up to, you know, and a lot of people think it's sunflowers, rainbows and yeah. pretty sights when reality, you know, everyone has their downs regardless of where they are in life and shit like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I agree. Do you think the, um, do you think the shows this year will be busy or would you reckon it'll be quite quiet? Um, have you had a little bit of thought, thought about that? Competitors, competitors wise. Is that the thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really know, to be honest. I, I've seen so many people pull out. So I think that there's definitely going to be less numbers than, than there usually would be. That's for sure. Like there's no doubt about that. But 
in terms of how many numbers we lose, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I think we could. I think we could still have a decent, decent sort of standard of competitor at the finals, based on the fact that most of the people that are going to be high up anyway would do anything to achieve their goals or do a lot of things to achieve their goals and sort of you know put their foot indoors and things like that to try and get normal training environments and kit at home or whatever. Some people that are elite or are chasing down big goals and would have already had kit at home. So I don't know, mate. Um, I'm not too bothered as long as I've got like some people to compete against. I don't definitely don't want to be like in a class of three or two or whatever. Like that would be a bit upsetting. But again, mate, I'm display. What am I displaying? I'm displaying my physique, and that's what I've been working for. So whether that is against two or three or four, or whatever, like doesn't really matter. Um, the main thing that that matters to me is that. I present like my best package on stage. Like that is the main thing. That is the, that is always going to be the goal. So um, yeah, I, I, I think the way that the pro card system always works, no one will ever get a pro card in the UK unless they, they have earned it. Like unless they are of the standard. So I won't get awarded a pro card unless I am of the standard. So I um I've got no concerns as to being awarded a pro card if I'm not ready. So I'll only get it if I actually deserve it. So that's that's fine by me. Um, and like I've said before, you know, if I need to wait like another, you know, four or five years to get the pro card, I don't mind. I'll wait as long as needed and I'll do whatever's needed in terms of growth or moving forwards, whatever, like to, to get to where I need to be. So it's just a matter of time and patience, really. Um, so, yeah. I'll be disappointed if they don't let crowds. Um, I know when you're on stage, like you don't even see the fucking crowd anyway, so it makes no difference. But yeah. I'd be disappointed if, you know, you can't go and watch. Because um, I, I, don't get me wrong, I was on stage and I was in my element, I was doing doing it for myself, but it's quite nice to have a bit of an audience there as well, isn't it? Like people cheering your name and when you're doing your posing routine, you know, a bit of adrenaline and just feels good. So I'd be disappointed. I, I'm sure they will. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the way, way things are going right now. I ain't got a clue. Um, but yeah, I'd be disappointed if there was no crowd there for sure. Yeah, I think there will. That bother you at all? Be, by that point, I think there will be crowds because I think. Does like, it bother you at all? What's that, mate? Does it bother you at all? No, no, yeah, definitely not. not. Um, don't get me wrong, like I'd, I'd love for certain people to be there, but again, if if they're not, then it's. Like, I'm doing it just just because. I do it for me, you know, I don't, don't do it to, to sort of impress anyone else or to, I, yeah, I just don't, don't do it for anyone else, but myself really, mate. Um, so no one else needs to see it really. Um, like it's not essential for other people to see it, but I'd be lying if I said it would be, I, I definitely prefer it just, just like having an audience because for me, you know, that's just a nice thing. You know, it's not a required thing, but it's a nice thing. It's definitely something that I would like. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one, really, mate. But I, I hope by then we can definitely have, you know, good, good audience numbers, even if it is social distance or whatever, or everyone has to wear a mask. Or, but I hope by October, like, the masks are off and social distancing is down. Oh, no. <clears throat> I'm a bit bored of the coronavirus shit, as you can tell. So, <laughs> so should we get into some questions? 
Um, I remember yeah, someone asking me a question. an hour anyway, but if you've got any good ones, far away. Yeah. I remember someone asking me a question about a bloody teaspoon. Um, have, you been st- have you started using a teaspoon, by the way? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. With the cream yeah, of so rice. My, my, like mate, to be honest, I am definitely feeling a little hungry. Like, a little mm. hungry. So, yeah. Okay. Um, James asked, do aminos count for your protein intake at the moment? Uh, yeah, I always track, I always track my EAAs. So, yep. um, I have 20 grams of MPS max during training. So yeah, yep. it's a pre-digestive. So, yeah, I do, I do track them. Caitlin asked, would AJ ever call his child Graham? <laughs> Fucking hell. Can we just, can we just highlight upon that quickly? Like yeah, where sure. did that come from? That Graham? I don't know, man. I don't know anyone called Graham <laughs> yeah. at all. Like that, that was, that was, I mean, I was so tired of the exercise library that I just don't have a clue. It's mm. good though. <laughs> um, uh, oh God. Um, who'd win that fight between me and AJ? <laughs> I was from my client party. I ain't got a fucking clue. I don't want to fight you, AJ. It was all love. Um, someone asked, I'm going to Ultraflex Durham for leg pull sessions. What machines would you use? Leg pull. Ooh. It's good session to do there for sure. So you've got like for pull, you got the prime, the prime plate loaded pull down. It's definitely worth it. You've got the old Nautilus um, pullover machine that Dorian used to use. Definitely use that. Um, then obviously you've got, you know, like whatever deadlift or hip hinge you're doing. Perfect setup for that. And then for like the leg portion, either the Cybex hack or the Atlantis pendulum. So you've got both. Got two of probably the le- the best leg machines in there, um, and if you're doing a leg press, use the Cybex leg press, and then any other like leg ex- leg isolations, use the Cybex or the Prime stuff. Don't use the new Nautilus stuff. Um, don't look at it and think, oh my god, Nautilus, because it's not it's not Nautilus. It's like the old, it's like the Star Trek stuff. Um, oh. it's, it's just Nautilus put their name on it, and yeah, it's terrible. So um, yeah, focus on the Cybex, focus on the Atlantis, the Prime. Those are the those are the good pieces in in that gym. So yeah, focus on those. What color trunks you come for this year? Uh, I think I'm probably going to go with the red ones. To be honest, um, I like the red ones. Yeah, I'll see how they look with like a bit more color on me as I as I get a little bit darker. But um, either those or the only other ones I've got are like some some purple ones, so they're they're not really my my thing though. But I'll use them for like posing practice and stuff. How many um how many pairs do you usually go for with a prep? Do you I went for obviously two last year, two different colours. Are you yeah. gonna stick to just the one or are you I'm, gonna I mean like the red ones are like Cuba's old ones. They're like got his sweaty bottle <laughs> and he's just said, Oh, you can just have them now. So um like I, I don't usually go through many. Usually I like two or three weeks out, I'll just be like, Oh, I probably should get some posing trunks <laughs> and I just buy them. But I think I might be I might need a small I, I, if I'm gonna go red, I need to buy some what like new red ones because they're not like I think there's a little bit too much of a like a gap between my waist and like where it should actually cover my my the top of my cock. So I think that's worth that's worth covering. Um, even if there even if there is uh, no audience, I'm not sure that like Lee and the rest of the judges would like to see my bell end during my posing routine. 
<laughs> that's sick. Like a um, spread with my bell hanging out. <laughs> that would be a sight, fuck me. Um, tanning preparation before a show. Um, sunbeds, etc. That's what they've written. So are you on sunbeds at the moment? Are you going to yeah. plan to use sunbeds, stuff like that? How, often, how much are you doing at the moment? I'm doing six minutes every rest day at the moment. So I'm just trying to build it up like so that I get a bit of color on me first. And I, I do think that it actually makes your skin different. Like I think it, I know it sounds so bro sciencey, but I feel like my skin's thinner when I, when I use the sunbeds. So bro sciencey that, but I feel like, like the hardness and like sort of, I just think it makes your skin different. Do you not, do you, do you agree with that? Like after you've done a few sunbeds, you've, like your vascularity is different and your legs feel different. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a fluid shift. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I, I used to fucking love them. Yeah. Especially getting off of some bed and your vascular shit. Like, you're like, wow. Um, yeah, it's nice having just, a bit of color as well, to be honest. Yeah, of course. If you was, if you was using some beds before a show, I would just don't abuse them like I did. Cause I got to a point where I was like three times a week for like 12 minutes. Holy um, shit, man. and wow. Yeah, That's a lot of I built it up, bed. and don't get me wrong, I felt fucking great. I looked good. I felt better <laughs> within myself, better looking with a tan. A tan makes a big difference. But my skin, I didn't put any cream on before or yeah. after. I have literally. It's taken me about a year because I had this. Like you, you remember when I actually put my um, tanning on for the show, and I had this patch on my arm here from where I damaged my skin from being on the sunbeds. Well, I obviously have been focusing a lot on moisturizing this past year, like I moisturize twice a day, every day. And I can comfortably say about a year, it's taken me nearly a year to get rid of that fucking horrible rash thing on, on my arm from sunbed. So that's yeah, crazy. Just be, if you are using sunbeds, make sure you put cream, sun cream on before, moisturize when you get home. Don't let, because I used to come home and my cracks and my fucking knuckles were bleeding from where my skin was just so dry. Um, it's like washing up for about fucking, you know what you mean? And washing up and they get sore and shit. It's like that. It was, it was a nightmare. So make sure if you are using some beds, don't abuse them like I did because you'll fuck your skin up. And yeah. Um, how to balance high cardio output during non-training activity. How to balance high cardio output during non-training activity. Does that make sense to you? Cause that don't make sense to me. <laughs> No, it doesn't make sense to me at all. No. I mean, I'd just maybe move on from that question. This one's fucking awful, but I'm going to mention it. Started on creatine, put on four pounds, beat them up, can't seem to lose it, kind, macro's good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lewis asks, ideal Matt, this has got nothing to do with prep, but see what I I put up was ask AJ a question about his prep. Okay. People coming in. No on. one will listen. Ideal, ama- ideal amount of average weekly weight gain when building muscle. Oh. Don't don't really go off numbers to be honest, mate. Like you know, just go off the look all the time. Um, far too many people focus on just the numbers and get caught up in the numbers, and as a result, you know they really really mess their their heads up. Um, and they think that just because they gain too much in one week, they've got to you know, pull the calories back or something. But in reality, they could look really, really good. So like one of my clients um, who I took through a gaining phase, 
like every week he was gaining like 1.5, two pounds. And I was like, how the hell are you getting away with this? And it's not just like favorable body fat partitioning or anything like that. It is just some people can gain faster. Some people are more responsive to muscle gain than others, natural or assisted. Some people just have better pathways for it. So this guy obviously had a very, very good sort of setup for it and he just gained muscle like mad. And as a result, you know, came out the other end with, you know, 25 pound up and he didn't look much different in terms of condition. So, you know, if you're going to hold yourself back, set a number and choose to hold yourself back. If you want to really, really challenge yourself, push yourself forwards, don't set numbers and just take photos, take honest photos and get a second eye that's honest with you. That's my best, best, best advice, to be honest. Mm, 100%. I always find that when I push in the off-season, my scale weight does fluctuate a little bit more uh, yeah. for obvious reasons. I, if I had to say a number, I would probably say a percent of your body weight per month. But as AJ said, uh, photos are going to be, for me, more important compared to, uh, compared to oh my God, I've gained 22, 0.2 of a kilo this week. Oh yeah. no, like end of the world. Like it, it, it's really not. Um, yeah, I normally find with clients, for example, some people you increase their food yeah. and then all of a sudden their scale weight will just fucking fly up and you're thinking, fuck me, you've gained three pounds this week, but then it'll just settle down. Um, and then you'll find that the average of the month still ends up being a you know, percent or whatever each month. So yeah, that's what I would recommend there. Um, how much weight should a natty lose from peak to stage weight? I know it varies. So what would your personal preference to be? I'm guessing he's asking ideal weight above, like, I don't know. I'm fucking making this up right now. And I, yeah, no, how much no, weight? It's a good should... question. It's a good question. Yeah. So I think in all honesty, anywhere between 30 and 40 pounds, most males will drop. And females anywhere between 15 and 25. I think that's about right. You know, that's obviously like a wide bracket, but it will be because it's quite a broad question. But yeah, I'd just say that, you know, 15, 25, and then 30, 40 tends to be where people land. Um, obviously, you were a little bit less, weren't you? Because we just underestimated, <clears throat> I think, how much you needed to lose. And also you're a, like just a shorter person, so you carry less total weight anyway. Um, but yeah, I think I was 20, 25 pounds, just under 25 pounds. I lost. Yeah. In my That's how much I've lost. Which, so far. which yeah. wasn't, um, which wasn't crazy amounts. I think that is all the questions I have. Cause some of them are just fucking shit about, would you rather just, would you rather do this? Would you rather do that? And it's yeah, just no, not mature answering them to be honest. Um, I think we've pretty much been on for an hour, haven't we? We have, mate. Yeah, we've, um, we've, we've absolutely killed it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Considering the gambles have uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, should, should we leave it there? We yeah, mate, I'm happy to leave it there. Anything else you've got to say? No, no um, nothing at all, apart from, just as always, thanks for listening to us. We had a really, really lovely response on the last one, so we appreciate it. Yeah. And... Yeah, just make sure you go and buy some JP clothing and go and buy... Oh, oh, one more thing. George has purchased yep. the cream of rice. I purchased what, sorry? You purchased the cream of rice. I have. I ha Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. Um, I'll give you my little review right now. Yeah. Uh, consistency is really, really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. It's a little bit more chocolatey 
um, compared, um, obviously it's triple chocolate, so it is going to be compared to mm. the, the... Yeah, it's three different chocolates. Isn't it, mate? Um, but I was stirring it and it's lovely. It yeah. really is. It, it, it cooks really nicely. Um, and for me, like sometimes cream of rice, you can look away 15 seconds and you've completely fucked it. Um, that times I had to start it again because of that. But um, in my honest opinion, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd pick the JP one. And that's mm. not me rimming JP. Um, because I've used his EAA's product and I think it was strawberry kiwi and it was fucking horrendous. Um, worst EAA's are probably well, one of the worst anyway, but his cream of rice is very, very good. hundred percent yeah. recommend. Yeah. And by now, by now guys, you're going to be looking at screen for a while. So just to reduce the eye glare, head over to, uh, raw optics and purchase yourself some, some daylight blockers. Use <laughs> code Morris for 10% off. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to do that, go on to Amazon and I got mine for £30 and they did that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Wee, wee. Oh yeah, oh yeah, whilst I'm here, whilst I'm here, Jim Pin. Jim Pin sent you a mail, uh, though. Yeah, and, and oh, use my code. Unfortunately, Osborne is spelled wrong, which I'm slightly, Osborne 5, <laughs> and you'll get yourself a discount on this. Um, uh, not really sure what I'm going to stack with this because... I'm not the strongest individual out there, but maybe one day I'm yeah. going to stack the machines. And, uh, yeah, other than that, um, oh, I've got no Legend London stuff about. I'm not going to plug that. No. <laughs> Legend London and obviously supplements as well. George 10, Legend London. <laughs> we is... don't usually do this amount of plugging. Like, <laughs> nah, let's stop, let's stop. Let's stop. not do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the plugs, guys. We'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Love you lots. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>